Welcome to Real Estate Unscripted, where each week we connect no-nonsense, let's get it done, realtors and lenders from across the country who want to grow our businesses and stay motivated with timely topics and experts in our fields. I'm your host, Marjorie Adam. Let's get started. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Real Estate Unscripted. You guys are so fortunate, and I am so excited to have the one and only Lisa Wells here with me today. Say hi, Lisa. Hi, everyone. Hi, Marjorie. Thank you for this. This will be fun. It will be fun. So let me tell you a little bit about Lisa. So I've known Lisa, I think for, mm, I'm going to say 12 or 14 years, we coached together in an amazing coaching program, but I, Lisa is a mom. She is a wife. She is a lender. She's actually a producing branch manager, which is a very like great producing branch manager. You go girl. She does it all. And she's also super fun. And if you're ever going to go on like Shazam or something like that, which I think I could do and Lisa could do, you take her with you and she's super fun to dance with. Like when there is a dance party and everyone else is like, oh no, I'm not going to do it. Uh-uh. Lisa and I are out there, knows all the words, super fun, but better, like a super person and an amazing lender. So thank you for joining me today. Thank you for that amazing intro. We should really lower the bar a little bit on the expectations. <laughs> no, nope. we're not doing it. I worked with you for years. I get the pleasure of talking to you and I'll get into this too. One word that you think describes you. I hope it describes me and it continues to describe me, but being really curious. Yeah. Explain that. So we know what curious means, but to you, what does that mean? Obviously the definition isn't what we need to get to, but what does being curious look like? I think being curious is always asking good questions always being interested. If it's not with the clients that I'm talking to, like yesterday, I did a video with a couple of clients, but we spent 10 minutes talking about he had Parkinson's and how we got it. And how did it start? I'm just curious about the people that we work with, about the agents that were in relationship. And, and I think for me, that curiosity helps me grow. It helps me connect with people and it keeps it interesting. Like I'm finding things out all the time. I mean, I'm a podcast listener. I am curious. How do other people do things? You know, how are they doing it? Should I do it that way? Is that better? And I think as you get older, sometimes, yes, you get wiser, but I think being curious keeps you growing. So. Totally agree. Because you'll call me every once in a while, hey, I've got this realtor and I want to do this. And right. And I, I love that because first, it's just a joy that you would call me or whoever you call. But I think it's that I don't have it all figured out is the problem, right? Like there's so many people that have done this 12 months. You know, that makes me laugh, right? It's like your clients. I've sold a house. I've gotten a loan before. Oh, yes. What are you calling me for? You clearly got this all figured out. But like, you know what you don't know. And I'm the same way. It's like, if someone says, read a book, I read the book. If someone says, listen to the podcast, you know, and then, and, and I know I don't know. And this, the biggest joy of doing this podcast is everything I'm learning. I mean, that has been the yeah. unknown thing I get out of this more than anything. It's like, I take so many notes, like from talking to you, I have all these notes. I'm like, oh, I got to do that. And you're right. I should do this. And you're the same way. And I think that growth keeps us moving forward, even mm -hmm. in a market like this, where you, you know, sometimes just want to crawl under your desk or move to an island with a pina colada. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes. We have yes. those days. Yes. So you podcast, like you were telling me you had listened to this John Maxwell podcast. Yeah. I'm a huge Ed Milet fan. And yesterday he had John Maxwell on and John Maxwell is 76 years old and still just coming out with a communications book. Mm -hmm. And like 
for me, I'm just like, at that point, hang up the sneaks. Like you've got it. You've got, but this guy is just still learning and growing and figuring it out. And, but I also think that's what really keeps him young and energized and, and all of that. So I feel like some of those tips from someone who's really wise, but who's still in the game to improve, some of those tips are invaluable. Yeah, because um, I think one of the things we talked about is we're now old, not older, we're not ancient or anything, but we're not 22. And I think that we've learned a lot that even though I could sit down with someone who's 25 and starting and say, hey, you're going to go through this. Or it's sort of like, you know, our parents were like, oh, yeah, you don't know anything. And then we we get there and we're like, they totally knew. So it's these yeah. things that you have to experience. So at 76, he's got this wealth of knowledge. However, he doesn't just sit down and go, I know everything and you're going to learn it. Here's why. He's like, oh, I learned this and I need to improve. Like at 76, if he's writing about improving communication, what do you think one of the things we all need to get better at? Improve, exactly. <laughs> improve communication. Yeah. So, and I, and I think you say something really important there for, you know, obviously the folks that are watching this or anyone in sales or anyone in business, I've done this for 23 years. I, I could I could tell you 99 things that you should be doing, but it's irrelevant if those are not important to you. Yep. And so I think that's where it kind of comes. Yes, you've got the wealth of experience, but I think the curiosity is the law of attraction because I'm asking about you. What matters to you? What about buying a home or getting a mortgage? What keeps you up at night? Because I'm curious about that because that's right. One of the silent objections that I have to uncover, I'm not going to get. But if I was 23 and I have the wisdom of Solomon, I'm going to skate right over that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's why a lot of times if you listen to people's presentations or their pitches, it's all about them, right? I think you learn as well. Yes. They need to know our experience or what we're going to do for them, but it's what matters to them and why they're making their choice that we then can demonstrate why we're the right fit versus throwing up on them, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. like I'm so good and blah, 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 and I sell this many houses and it's like, okay, yeah. but you didn't even talk to me about, you know, how you're going to market my home. And that's what I care about. Right. So I think we got to listen. I love that the law of attraction is. And so anyone listening right now, I think they need to think like, am I curious enough? But the second fact with you, and we didn't talk about this, but it's true. You're curious, but then you implement. It's like, oh, I read this great book. What'd you learn from it? I don't know. It was really good. Did you implement anything from it? No, but man, it was good, right? It's like, so you're curious, but then you take action. And I think the action and implementation part, hence we're, we're both coaches, right? Is part of that, right? Like we all have ideas, but then we've got to put them to use. Yeah. And I haven't always been that way. I've been a really big consumer of information, Me too. but not a great implementer of information. So what I've really worked on is, you know, and this might be one of the tactics that we'll get to at some point, but every month it's like, okay, this is the month of figuring this out and implementing this, this, and this, that's all I focus on. That's all I work on. This is the month of really tuning my sales scripting and not sales. Cause I hate salesy people. Agreed. But really handling objections, really being able to ask questions that really open people up or get to the real reason that they're holding back or they're not moving forward or they're not doing something, right? Yep. And so I think that we consume a lot, but we also need then time to figure out, okay, now what am I going to do with this? Because 
if I listen to this, like there was something that I was listening to last week and I was like, dang it, if I listen to this one more time and don't do something about it, I'm no different. To me, the epitome of average, right? I listen to it. I know about it, but I don't do anything, yep. right? People judge you on what you do, not your intentions. And so if they judge me on my intentions, I'd be angelic but it's not what matters. Right? <laughs> no, it's true. And I think that's the work in your business and on your business. In your business is the grind, right? It's yeah. the calls and it's the client care, but on your business, which I've been dialed in like no one's business in the last month, even though I feel like I've done this a hundred times, right now as the market shifts again, I'm shifting my listing process. I'm shifting wow. my contract to close process. I'm shifting how I do my interviews, right? What questions we ask, for yes. urgency and making yeah. sure I'm as prepared as possible when I get to the appointment. So I think everyone, you know, you kind of autopilot things or I can't do this, even though I'm a high D and know you are too, but it's like, I'm not a seat of my pants kind of person. This is not how I roll. It is planned out. Right. And, and I have I'm a seat of my pants person. Oh, sure. so, oh, I am. No, I am like, I wish I wasn't the, the checklist for the folder. I mean, it's weird because it's not technically, if I take, you take the personality test, I got yes. none of it and nope, apparently secretly it's there, but I think again, I love your idea. So guys already, are you curious, but a month of figuring this out, I think that's genius. Cause I went to every, if, if there was Buffini, if there was Stump, oh, if yeah, there yeah. was NAR, VAR, it was like, Oh, a conference, right? Not only that, but I would buy all the oh, directionals, you know, I need all the stuff. And then I didn't do anything with it. Right. And so it's yeah. that, right. You consume. Yeah. So now if they say, okay, what's my month of figuring this out? And really yeah, like, implement it. So my listing yeah. process, maybe that's yes. August, right? Or yeah. your intake process, which is now the Lisa Wells idea. The month of, but, I'm going to call it the Lisa Wells month of figuring this out. But that's how you get good at it, right? I can only speak for me because I know me and I know that I'm an average Joe out there. So if I'm doing it, I guarantee other people are doing it. But like you dabble, you kind of half arse it, right? And that's good enough, but it's not good enough, right? Mm -hmm. And so my month of figuring it out, like I've said forever, Mortgage Coach is a software that lenders can use to kind of compare different loans and kind of give different, you know, strategies for clients, right? I have dabbled and I've half arsed it. And I know that it's incredibly valuable. So this month, that's all I'm working on. I'm looking at every video. I'm listening to all of the things. I am playing. I am strategizing with, okay, how do I do this? How long does it take me? Do I want to do this video? Do I want to do it live? What things do I show a pre-approved? That's all I work on in the month of August because then I'm no longer a dabbler. Now it is part of the process. I've vetted what works, what doesn't work. How can we do this? But if I'm trying to do and figure out mortgage coach, if I'm trying to figure out my, you know, presentation for clients, if I'm also trying to figure out, like, I got to revamp my birthday program, guess what? None of them get done well. But if I just go, this is all I'm focusing on this month, and then I get to be good and that's dialed in this month. And then what's something else I got to work on next month? Like, that's for me, that's worked. Nice. And again, I think we do a mark well. We're going to say we do a marketing calendar. We teach marketing calendar, not a, but like there's a 12 month marketing calendar that works well, right? That you consistently follow. Yeah. So now we have the Lisa Wells 12 months of figuring this out, 
right? Yeah, so whatever and we're going to write, so we don't have our sit, <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm, I'm not kidding. I'll send you one. I'm going to make one. I say this, it will happen. I'll do the 12 month calendar. I'm going to send it to you. Your name will be on it. And I'll put some lyrics of, you know, California, which is the song yeah, that I think of you with all. <laughs> Absolutely. So, but that's genius. So I'm going to do it too. And I think that everyone listening again, that, that kind of takes away the, and you got to really also, as you, I think you make a list of all the things, cause right. Everyone has all the things and then you prioritize them and frankly, prioritize them. What is going to take better care of your clients? What's going to improve your system, right? What's going to save you time. So like I said, you know, a lot of people might put one thing at the top that maybe if you're a disaster in contract to close, if you're a disaster in processing clients, let's please start there and then get to things like maybe mortgage coach or, you know, other things like videos and social media, which we're going to get into soon. But I think let's make sure your systems and processes and your client care is really strong and then get to other systems that, you know, you can add on to that. Yeah. I think it's a better way to move the needle. Otherwise the needle kind of goes like this. Oh, that's everyone's needle. That's why we're all right. Like we're all in, we're not, oh, I didn't work. Cause listen, nothing is worse. And I know you have this too. So I'll go and teach or coach or, or go hang out with a bunch of realtors Lenders too, by the way, you're just as bad because I I go to both. And, you know, I see you and six months later, I come back and I see the same faces and I taught something, let's just say it's a lead track, something for lead generation and intake form for your clients. I've taught this and I come back and say, there's 20 people in the room. Let's say, how many of you have done this? Two, right? It was like your biggest struggle, but two people have done it. And it's because I know we're all busy, but it's also part of another tactic is scheduled time to work in your business right? You have to do that or it will never change. And you'll be like, gosh, I'm really bad at intaking clients. Yeah, you were two years ago too. Because it's a bad habit. Yep. And you really have to strategically fix that habit. Yeah. But it has to matter enough. Like I think you have to get PO'd enough or whatever, disappointed. You have to lose enough clients, whatever it is. You have to hit a pain point where you say, you know what? It's today, right? Like I think I'm sorry. I'm sick of this where I'm sick of you know, showing up at appointments, whoops, don't have a listing agreement, nothing, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll bring that to you. Wasn't that, it's a listing appointment. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a fairly yeah, important yeah. part of this process. So I yeah. think as, as they hit a pain point, something will change. Speaking of change. Yes. I want to know, how have you changed? So the market, a little different, right? A little yeah. volatile, a little like exhausting, right? It's like August and we feel like it's December for the 10th time this year. How have you changed your business? What things have you evolved and really focused on in this market change that people can really tactically work on? I think there's a couple of things that come to mind. I think number one, the change that we've made the most committed change to has been social media. Okay, talk about that. really showing up on social because I think that is a, a pillar of business at some point. It may not be today, but it's at some point. Like a pillar of business for lenders is, realtors, business people, right? I think social can be a pillar of business if done consistently and authentically. What does, what does consistently look like? Like consistently just, yeah. I mean, is, let's talk about, cause you have some strategies for that. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a work in progress on this, but on a weekly basis, I want to make sure that we are putting out at least three to four posts a week. I want to make sure we're putting out at least two to three videos a week. And I want to make sure one of my things is I got to make sure I put out something personal 
at least once or twice a week, because this I think is the magic of social that people don't realize is when you do social consistently and you're authentic and you are just you, you're not like, oh my God, look at me, sales number 23 this month. Okay. Don't do that because nobody likes someone like that. No. But when you're authentic with who you are and like people see you in your home life and people see you in your work life and people see wins and losses and authenticity, they like you. And when they like you and they follow you, when those people raise their hand and come to you and say, okay, I'm ready to get pre-approved. I found you here. Guess what you're not doing? Yeah. Any idea? Yeah. Well, they feel like they know you already. Right. So you're not selling yourself. You're not having to sell you. You're not having to say, why me? They kind of already know you and they know things about you that you're like, how do you know that? Oh, because I put it out there. Like I walk my dogs in the morning. My son's a big basketball player. My daughter's going to Miami. I'm very distraught about it in fall. So you put things out there that make them relate to you and make them go. She, she's like, knows what she's talking about in the mortgage or she's giving me some good tips. And I like her as a human. Yep. And I think that's the difference in social that we're kind of, I guarantee you lots of people have figured it out. But for me, I'm like, you know, well, I think so. We, we all know. So figured it out. We all have, we understand social media. We're on it in some capacity. I'm still more of a voyeur, right? Like, which is my issue. I, I'm very much like, you know, if I go on Facebook, I'm like, whoo. You know, and the funny part is we all think everyone else is aged. Like, I'll be like, oh, damn, they've gotten older and like, hello, me too. But, you know, we all live in our bubble. Let me just be happy in my bubble. But I'm much more of, you know, the connection, right? So it's also what you put out. But one thing that you're really good at, and you told me you're spending focused time on is your engagement. What does that look like? Yeah. So I, I'm an early morning person. Like I, I am up early. I like the mornings. No one's around. I feel like my team, I have a race sometimes to get here. Like who's here earliest? Like I got here at 7.15 today. Someone else is already here. I'm like, what are you doing here? This is like my time. <laughs> get out. <laughs> get out. Like, or don't talk. Like, But I spend about 20 to 30 minutes in the morning going through social, looking at people who have posted, commenting, gauging, just connecting. And there have been people like, and I've never done this when I did this two years ago, I'd never done it before, but there was a guy who on social, he was a realtor. And I literally called him and said, I love your social. I feel like you and I will be best friends. And I really think we should work together. Like that was my whole, that is no pitch to anybody. Like, you don't know me from Adam. (laughs) And he was like, wow. Okay. And we got on a zoom and you know, he had a different perception of me because I wasn't on social a ton at that point. Like, Oh, you've been around a long time. You only do, you know, Richie rich clients. I'm like, absolutely not. I love first time buyers. I'm a great hand holder. I love those, you know, whatever. But if I wouldn't have reached out because he put himself out there, he was funny. I was like, you have good, good stuff. We should be best friends. I would have never got to know him. And we do business today to this day. Yeah. And that's because you related personally, which is the same thing with clients, right? Instead of just, but again, I think this is also an assignment go through your own social media and view it, right? Like try to, and see what, what now the message, most of us, again, just listed, just sold, just listed, just sold, just listed, just sold, just listed, which is again, important, but that can't be it. Or people relate to emotion behind it. So sometimes the story about the client or this person made 18 offers or whatever, or they made seven offers with another eight 
decision. And with me, they made one. Like there's gotta be something because if you don't set yourself apart, yes, just noise. So that's the other challenge in the evolution, right? Of social. Yeah. And I think, again, I do think like you connected with him because he was funny, right? So I do think, look, this is where it's sort of like, you got to be comfortable in your skin. Like we talked about this, like be yourself. Um, Yes. And, and now, I mean, I'm not saying like go on expletive rants, if that's what you no. tend to do in your personal life or, or, you know, share too much your yes. political opinions, which I would never, sh- but you know what I mean? So, but who I am is who I am. I, I am a little quirky. I have an armful of tattoos because I have a, a tattoo artist child. I love my Harry Potter and Star Wars, right? Like I love to be silly and dance. I'm not worried about embarrassing myself, but you know, so, and, and I tend to be more on the, you know, I did one jokes about granola hippie, but you know, I will cut a, you know what, if someone messes with my clients. So while I have, I am a peace and fun loving person, but I don't mess around in business. Right. So there are parts to us that I think people need to know, like I am your advocate and I will fight for you, but I am also super fun. Right. I think that is who I am. And so if everything I post is just listed, just sold, and I can't then just only post Harry Potter. Right. Because then I look like I'm, you know, 15 or whatever, like that, like maybe I'm not that serious. So I think we got to think about there's a fine um, balance. Yeah. Who we are. And I think, look, you find your tribe. You just do like, Mm -hmm. again, all of a sudden I I interview people and I, on my podcast and behind them was like 10 lightsabers. And I was like, Ooh, right. Yay. Where other people might be like, well, that's weird. I was like, yes. But but that's just it. People are going to relate to you and you're going to have something in common. And that commonality is what makes people like you, trust you and feel comfortable working with you. Yeah. And you and your dogs, because again, I see dogs. Like if you are a dog person, you're a dog person and someone who like, I can, I get lost in like, if you haven't watched Asher house, oh my gosh, it's a dog rescue. He's fantastic. But when you post with your dogs, I'm like, she's, she's a, I automatically know you're a great person because you love dogs, right? Like, so mm-hmm. these connections, and I know all about your son, because I watch, right? Like, and I, you and I can talk all about Miami because <laughs> another one in college right now, but I'm just saying these, right? They think, oh yeah, I'm going through that too, Lisa. I get it. You know, here's yes. what I did. And, and really it was just from a social post. So social yeah. media consistently, but I think it's also the interaction back and I'm frankly terrible at it. So we're just being, you know, we're going to, it's like, you know, it's a work in progress. It's something we're doing, but you definitely, so you guys definitely check it out because she definitely, and you're super relatable. Like you, you are strong and I know this, but you, you are approachable. And I think that's the thing too, is some people need to look at, are they approachable? Like, do I feel like I could connect with you or are you sort of on your ego tower? And I think, yeah, you know, maybe if I had $10 million or I was, you know, one of the $50 million sellers I could reach out to you, but otherwise you're not touchable. So again, let's, let's see what we're showing right yes. in our posts. And that's where that authenticity comes in. Like I really should have done a post because for three days I had something really sticky in my hair <laughs> and I thought it was gum, but it wasn't <laughs> sticky enough. And then I was like, that smells minty fresh. Like it was toothpaste. And I was like, well, I got to get that out. But right. Like I don't care that much, but come on. Every girl who has washed or brushed their teeth and they didn't have their hair in a ponytail has yeah. probably gotten toothpaste in their hair. It's yes. relatable, right? How about I, I wore two different shoes? Yes. yes. Yeah, I wore two different shoes to a listing appointment. Now, let's be clear. I was talking about my attention to detail. My brother was with me and one was black, one was brown. One had peep toe, one didn't. Like there, there was nothing, there was nothing similar. about these shoes. Yeah. So you should hire me because of my attention to detail. And I, you know, my brother's like pointing at my feet. I was like, what? And I was like, oh God. 
how did I, I mean, that's how distracted I was. I mean, literally I had to have been walking like, you know, like one was higher. It was just crazy. But these are the things like my but friend, everyone's got yes. dressed in the dark. Everyone is yes. snuck out of the house. So they don't wake somebody up because they got to yes. get somewhere early. Or you're so hyper-focused, right? Or you're like, whoops, like there's nothing better. Like the people that have like half face makeup on. I love that stuff. I'm like, cause guess what? We can relate to you versus you, you perfect you, right? Like you, yes. perfect you was a little exhausting. So yes. Nobody likes perfect you. No, no. And if that's all you're giving, let's, we're going to, you know, put some smudges on your teeth. Let's go. Okay. Now another basic, Elisa basic. You would never give up. You told me Tuesday updates. Yeah. Why would you never give? I mean, I know why, but we're going to talk about why, why would you never give those up? So Tuesday updates for me are every single week clients, once they go in contract with us, every Tuesday, we're giving the clients, the listing agent and the buying agent an update about where that file is in the process. Right. And I've probably done this since 2009. It is foundational to my business. And when I started it, I did it because I sucked at communication and I needed a way to update people. And what it's evolved to is now it's a time-saving tool because now I'm pushing information out and there's not a bunch of people calling me, asking me about what's going on here. Did this come in? Did this come in? Because when I'm calling, like when, when someone goes under contract, I explain to the client, the buyer's agent, if they are newer to working with us and a listing agent, here's what to expect from us as we go forward. Every single Tuesday, you're going to get an email and a phone call. You're going to get get notice when the appraisal is in, when it's ordered, when it's due back, when, you know, loan is fully approved, when docs go to title. And so for me, I'm, I'm giving them the roadmap so that they don't have to wonder where they're at on the road. Where, when is she going to call? Should I call them? I also ask, Hey, do you have any transaction coordinators? We have to be updating. Cause what bugs me the most is when we get a deal, we're updating the listing agent. And then there's transaction coordinator that pops in on a Monday and wreaks havoc because I got, you know, five return phone calls or return emails to a transaction coordinator. So ask those questions up front. We will add that transaction coordinator to our update so that they're not having to bug us. We're not bugging them. We all play nicer in the sandbox and they like working with us because they don't have to wonder. And so yes. that is something foundational that I will never give up. Yeah. And I think it's not only... I mean, let's, let's be selfish about a Tuesday update and this will make sense. It saves you time. It mm -hmm. saves the thousand. Hey, when's the appraisal? Like, here's the thing everyone I think needs to do as they're creating a system. Like first it's like, I always tell people if the client calls to ask a question, we lose, awesome. right? Like we've lost now um, let's all be clear. I could, some clients I could email, I could text, I could fax, I could zoom. I could literally probably go to bed with them that night. Not in a weird way. That is weird, but you know, I could live with them and they're still going to, Oh, when's the, I've told you this yeah. by smoke signal. You've get, literally made a video on this, but for most clients, if they have to call and say, Oh, is the appraiser, you know, what is that? It's like, Ooh, that's a lack of information pushed to them, but it's not just a time saver. It is a service. It is why it is an experience for the client. That's like your psychic right? Like you are guiding them. They hired you to guide them through a process that they don't know that you know well, right? So the assumptions we have that people are like, well, that's kind of a silly question. There's never one. It's just silly to you because you do it every day. So if I spend all my time like chasing down, you know, this for appraisals, I'm like, well, then you don't have a process for it. 
right? Like right. you don't have a system to make that work. And, mm-hmm. and plus they know you're calling. Plus they start going, oh, I have a question, but you know what? I'm gonna talk to her tomorrow, right? Like yes. it is this, not that we don't wanna talk to them. We wanna give them, you know, a system and a framework to follow. And I think everyone talks about doing this. Some people sort of do it. Some people know it's a good idea. But if we really think about it, like we all want to save time. We want to save energy. We want to give better experiences and we want to be the expert. And it's sort of like Tuesday's my, hey, I'm your expert here to guide you. And here's the next step, right? And oh no, Mm -hmm. that's not really how that works, right? And think about all the things people don't get. And for us, it's like, then it becomes a process video too. Like here comes the home inspection. Everybody's scared. The buyers are scared. The sellers are scared. It's like, here, this is how long it'll take. And this is how much it costs. And this is what they're looking for. And here's how we're going to get you through it. And no, a roof does not cost $50,000. It just doesn't, right? Like let's tamper this, right? So that to me is genius. And again, a basic that you won't give up that I think people, I got too busy. The market got busy. Now it's too slow. I don't know what to say. Like we can make an excuse till the end of time. So that is one thing that you will not give up. So I love this basic of yours that you talked about. Do the right thing regardless of what it costs you. That is one of your Lisa yeah. basics. Talk about that. I think at the end of the day, I've done this business long enough and your word is everything. Your reputation is everything. There have been times where I've done a loan for free because we made an error and the right thing to do is own that error and fix it. We're the experts. So if we go to a client and go, hey, we screwed this up and unfortunately it's going to cost you A, B, and C, that really bites for them. And so there are times where we've made mistakes. We're humans. We're going to make them. You know, we own it. We pay for it. We deal with it. And here's the other thing. You make one mistake that costs you, you know, three, four, five thousand dollars on a loan. You don't make it again. <laughs> That's the one thing yes. that, hey, it hurts, but you ain't going to make it again. The other thing I think too, like, I think right now we're in a shopping environment, right? Rates are high. Everyone has got, you know, Uncle Bob's, you know, cousin Vinny works at Gypsy, you know, First State Bank and God only knows where. And everybody needs a deal because things are expensive. I get it. But at the end of the day, I'm their advocate, right? I'm not their opposition. And yes, I want to earn your loan. I want to work with you. But if you have a legitimate, you know, estimate from somebody, show it to me. Like I tell people that all the time, show it to me. I will tell you, I look at these things all the time and I will tell you if it's truly really great or, Ooh, they're missing this, this, or this, because my allegiance to the realtor is to take care of you, whether it's with me or not. And I think that's doing the right thing. And there's been times where I've gotten referrals from people that we've said, that's a really good deal. I'm a consumer too. I would take it. Now, here are the landmines you got to watch out for. Boom, boom, boom. But they feel like she was good. Like I had yeah. a client the other day called and said, you know, hey, I want to do this. Well, he really wanted a bridge loan. He didn't want a long-term mortgage. And I went through it with him and I explained why he wanted this and not this. And I referred him. But that was the right thing yeah. to do for that client And for that agent, the agent called and said, thank you so much. You know, so-and-so just raved about you and said that you were super informative and that you really, you know, gave him the right advice, even introduced him to a competitor because we do those kind of loans, but I don't think we're really good at it. And our rates are higher. I know this guy, that's all he does. He's excellent. Go there. 
Because at the end of the day, we got to take care of people, whether they work with us or not. And that will continue to pay us back over time. Yeah. I mean, that person's going to be a lasting. I think the value of a client is something people forget. Uh, and, you know, I think, you know, one people are like, oh, I messed that one up. No big deal. It's like, ooh, you know, you make it right because you, you might go further with them going to work instead of saying, hey, Marjorie really messed this up and you should never work with her. It's guess what? They, if she messed and, and for realtors, I think our example of your, you know, doing a loan for free is like, whoopsie, forgot to, now I have not done this actually knock on wood. So I don't do it, but like, we forget to write in the washroom dryer. We forget to write in the refrigerator, whoopsie. Mm -hmm. And now we're buying a refrigerator, right? I think you learn, pay attention to personal property, or you learn, don't miss this, or you better not miss a well inspection, right? Like you, you've had to pay for some things um, a little bit money or pride, pain, and anger of a client that you go, whoop, and that becomes part of a system. But I think, you know, that client, I think the long-term value of a client right? Is, is, you know, they buy or sell with you. Okay. But then their friends, their family, their business people, they, they become a, you know, a VIP in terms of what they do. There's just doing that right thing. You better believe they might tell one person if you sort of helped them, but they're going to tell 50 people what a great, amazing person you are because yes. you gave them advice that frankly just benefited them. So I think you're right. I don't care if you're in a small town. I don't care if you're in a big town, your word, you're exactly right. Because you think about it when someone calls you and you're like, such and such said to call you, they think you're great. And I'm like, who is you know what I mean? But their friend told them and they said, you, you know, so it's like this kind of continued relationship that we all need to have. And um, I tell clients that like my goal at the end of this is that we took such good care of you that we're going to get your future deals. We're going to get your relatives deals. We're going to get all of those because believe it or not, yes, I do mortgages but I'm in the relationship business and that's what foundationally we work on. Agreed. I know. can't compete with rocket mortgage. I probably could, but I can't compete with their 24 seven, you know, type situation. So I have to compete differently. Right. So I can compete in the relationship. I can compete about knowing that they just got a new job a, a year after they close. I can compete on sending them a baby gift when they have, you know, closed two years ago and I see it on social. It's what makes this business worthwhile is the relationship. And without doing the right thing, you're going to have a harder time with those relationships. I also think we become less of a commodity. I mean, again, let's face uh, it. If someone is shopping commodity. If it's what's your rate and that's all I care about. Bye-bye. I'm not interested in how you're going to help me. I'm going to go on 1-800-RATES.COM and that's how I shop. It's the same thing with, I don't want to pay a realtor. Okay. Yes. I am not here to convert the unconvertible, right? I'm not here to right. waste my time on the commodity shoppers. That's okay. And and good on you. Go do it. You're just not doing it with me, right? So it's like, I think we got to really, but the people that value my experience, my expertise, my handholding, right? Everything we do for you, the services we offer, you know, that we go to bat for you and that 10 years later, you're going to come to one of my events, you know, yeah. and you know that, hey, I'm thinking of remodeling. We do this all the time. I go to your house. Like you could bought 18 years ago. It's like, let's cool. Let's go through your kitchen. Let's not do that. I will go with you to Lowe's and pick out your fixtures. Yes, I will. So it's like, that's a relationship, right? And if yeah. that's valuable, great. If not go to 1-800, sell your house for $500.com or whatever it is, right. you know? And, and that's a force that we've got to deal with forever because I don't think that's going away. The commoditization of our business, like every day, that's one of the things that we wake up and we have to do is the uncommoditization of yes. our business. 
it's a big force because guess who's doing it? The big money people. So again, that will grow and that's why we have to grow, right? We have to grow our services. We have to grow our relationships and we have to provide value because otherwise we can become a commodity. I know I am unwilling to let that happen. You are too. So I think, Mm -hmm. but that's the growth. That's the learning. That's the implementation. That's what do we do better? Like what makes us different? That is our job right now more than ever, right? And you continuously learning, right? Like- interviewing people that makes me grow. I have so many notes that I lead this and I'm like, yay, I have to do this. But as we're wrapping up, here's one thing I wanted to ask you. So mm-hmm. right now, people listening. So a lot of realtors, a lot of lenders, my husband. Hello, <laughs> he, Philippe. Yes, Philippe's like, he listens, just love it, right? He'll tell me, you did a great job. You know, he'll be honest if he doesn't think so, but so hi, Philippe. But realtors and lenders right now struggling a lot of people now struggling on various degrees look we can be just struggling emotionally we can be struggling with getting business but like what would you say to realtors and lenders struggling right now listening that is you know your lisa message that you would give them the message i give myself is keep going yeah. and keep doing the things that matter and have impact to people because it will pay off. And the most important thing to protect your mind. Yes. I think that can really be a challenge for some people, especially if they're around people that are really like, oh my God, this market's hard. Oh my gosh, this market sucks. Oh my gosh. You know, everyone's shopping my, you know, interest rate. I think every day you have to protect your mind. And I have a, a kind of a morning routine that I do and I can tell the days I do it and I can tell the days I don't do it because my mind floats easier to the negative or floats easier to fear versus where's the opportunity? Who needs my help? And I think that so many times when we get struggling or nervous, it's more of a fear factor and it's not attractive, right? Like people can tell that you will do anything to get that deal because you need it. Yep. And I just think right now, the more you can be working on your mindset and making sure that you have, what are the opportunities in this market? There's opportunity in every single market. Like right now, I feel like we're in what, August, early August. And so interest rates are a little bit higher. I thought they would be a little bit lower by now, but they are higher. I feel like there's a little bit of shift happening. Like, Ooh, in April, everything in our market was multiple offers now, maybe 30%. So I'm thinking, let's get back to those people that maybe were sidelined a little bit, or just got a little bit crazy with the multiple offers. Let's get back to them. And let's talk about like, Hey, maybe now is your time to try and negotiate some seller pay closing costs or a buy down that makes it more because as interest rates tick up, there's opportunity there. And I think every day you got to think, what's the opportunity? Where can I win today? Or who needs a, a little uplift? I think that's the other thing. Yeah. Like sometimes I'll call agents and I'll just say like, how are you doing? And they will say a sporadic amount of things. I'm struggling. Yeah. I hate my wife you know, just whatever. But if you can be an ear to those people too, and give them a little lift up because you're pointing out, Hey, here's the opportunity. Hey, here's what I'm working on. Here's something that 
really helped me when I was having that kind of thought process. I agree. It is just keep going. And it's, I always think too, it's darkest before the dawn. I always think of like, I can't remember what it's from, but like the guy's like hanging on by his fingertips and he's (laughs) about to fall off the mountain. And I think about that. And I think the next six months will be, we're holding on to the ledge. And if we can get through that, it's going to be great. And it's going to be amazing. But every day is an opportunity to have value and have impact and be a difference person. Agreed. So it's funny. We have our all ever visuals. So mine is, you know, the fish Dory, right? Dory is with Nemo. Yes. If you guys don't have kids, but Dory basically, so literally just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, yes. swimming, swimming. And it's sort of, and you are right in the morning I get in the car, eighties, nineties, I mix it around like boom and let's go music, right? Motivation. I'm not listening. Oh, it's like, let's go. Right. And, and you're right. What's the opportunity. And everyone needs to think, yes, this is hard. What is no one else doing? What does everyone else yes. stop doing? You know, where is the shift? Who's moving? That's the opportunity instead of, yeah, the market's not great. I mean, would we all change it? Yes. But think about when you meet with your clients. Yes, it isn't March of 2022. Here is your opportunity. Now, this is the reality. Yes. Now, this is what we take advantage of. And they love that because everyone else is like, so, you know, listen, suck it up. Buttercups is part of it. If we're going to make it through, right. I mean, it's, I'm not saying don't have your pity time, but you got to have your go time. It's go time, right? Like I think those of us, and I am putting myself there because I ain't going anywhere. We know it's go time. It is time to, right. Be curious. It is time to learn. It is time to make sure that we make the changes that we need to make, that we take care of our clients, right? And that we protect our minds. This I need to talk to you like every day. Yeah, this was fun. Well, but it's helpful to talk to other people about like, okay, what really impact do you have? And how can you bring that to the day? Because sometimes we all forget. Yeah. We all get up and you know, instantly we see an email in the morning and we're pissed off for the rest of the day. I get it. It happens to me too, but it's just, you know, control the controllable right now. I mean, I said that to a client last night. I said, control the controllable. Like neither one of us can control those interest rates, but what we can't control is the offer that you make, you know, the letter that you write, or that's what you can control. Agreed. Getting started, seeing through the ugly, you know, paint or carpet. That's what you can control. Everything else will take care of itself. We're going to make a bunch of t-shirts from this call. Control the controllable. I'll get you a nice V-neck you can wear under your jackets. <laughs> right? Lisa, thank you so much for joining me on Real Estate Unscripted. I can't wait till we catch up soon. We got to get together soon. And I think this is going to be something that people listen to over and over again, because you are a positive force and a hard worker and a good friend. And thank you again for being here today. Thanks, Marjorie. Thanks for having me. Real Estate Unscripted is sponsored by Alcova Mortgage. Alcova is committed to simplifying the mortgage process. Check out the tools we offer to realtors and home buyers at alcova.com slash realtors. Alcova Mortgage, equal housing lender, NMLS ID number 40508, NMLS Before we go, please show us some love by subscribing on your listening platform of choice and leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you share this with your friends and be sure to listen in next week. Until then, this is Marjorie Adam. Don't forget to check out the show notes for a recap. This podcast was made possible by listeners like you. Thank you so much for your support.